Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and hello at 1 a.m. Our listeners may not be as big of alcoholic as I am, so maybe they're not up at 2 a.m., but how's it going, everybody? And uh, this is uh, the Impulse Show. I'm Tito Labine, your host, joined by my co-host, Jeffrey Keeble. What up, what up? What's up, brother? Dude, it's been a hot minute. Yeah, it's been, been, we didn't discuss about not doing or taking a week off or anything. I think we just did it. So we yeah. had a what, little holiday break, if you will. A little holiday break, life happening. I know that you had some big changes. So, uh, you know, there's an opportunity to, to take a break off or uh, take a break, have a week off, um, talk about ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, pretty much. But no, it was, uh, it was much needed. I don't think I was going to be able to come in or, or even set up the podcast to do it during the holiday break, I was just so fucking busy. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I mean, I, I really am glad that we were able to kind of store that, um, episode just kind of like on our background, um, for a rainy day. And I didn't know we were going to need it <laughs> right off the bat, but, uh, glad that we had that stored away. Yeah, no, I think, I think it's good. Um, just for people to get to know us just a tiny bit about us and, and like I said, how we try to operate things and how we're still learning and, you know, just, uh, you know, and then how we are st- still learning about each other and how we all work. So, um, no, it was good. It was a good therapy session for us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just about to say it was a it was a really good therapy session. And um, I mean, I, I was talking to a friend of mine and and, you know, obviously we were joking around. We we play Call of Duty. And uh, I was playing with Lyle and uh, I think Lyle was pushing ahead and I was like, Oh, I better get going before Lyle gets mad at me. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, and then when I was playing with a buddy of mine, uh, I told him, I was like, yeah. And I was like, that was the first time I even knew about that it was like literally that moment on the podcast when they were like, Oh, 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 we got some technical difficulties over zoom give us a minute or two yeah uh, i lost you brother okay when did you uh when did you lose me uh when you're talking to your buddy oh so i was talking to my buddy and and yeah he uh he had brought it up and i was like yeah i'm like i didn't i didn't know about it it wasn't like mentioned or it was literally in that moment that i knew like hey i messed up i wasn't focused there was no like pre-discussion, no pre like podcast meeting at all. <laughs> yeah. I realized or, or found out about it. Yeah, no, it was, uh, like I said, Lyle and I had that heart to heart when we we're in like October, early October. And, uh, and he finally just like said, like we dropped the ball on the last race. And I was like, Oh man. And just because I was like venting to him about my life and my changes and everything. But, No, no. Like I said, it it was a good thing. It sucks that it took a podcast to like bring it all out, but (laughs) (laughs) you know, at the end of the day, it's, you know, something that you and I and Lyle need to to work on and and hopefully next year 
when stuff comes around, like we'll we'll be prepared for it. Yeah, and and you know, for for year one, um, as a three member team, because you know, you guys have obviously had your own chemistry and you guys have been together forever. And so to to come on board to become a three man team and then to have you know some cohesion, some chemistry. <laughs> uh zoom is uh giving giving us some problems yeah i, I lost that chemistry oh <laughs> just uh you know for a three-member team for our first year for like our, our cohesion our chemistry was, was pretty strong um and i don't think we're ever gonna have like a perfect season but i do think that you know we're, we're only gonna get better and and i think for our first run i think it we i think it went fabulous you know i think it went great yeah yeah uh, the biggest thing that i was talking to lyle about was um um about it, it was the filming portion of it um especially with you um not like you like i said you remind me of lyle when we first started like with how you shoot and everything and and trying to tell you not how to shoot but just like giving you some pointers yeah and um I was like, don't worry, he'll get there because that was his biggest uh, um, concern for next season. I'm like, don't worry. I was like, we fought with the crowd. We fought with Mike Roth. I was like, we had a bunch of <laughs> obstacles. And I was like, next year, if Mike allows us to do this again or allows Tito back even, <laughs> I was like, I was yeah. like, we should be able, he should be able to find his stride. I was like, he went from an iPhone to borrowing someone else's cameras to the Sony's and then boom, we gave him a fucking red Komodo. <laughs> yeah. Went, yeah. He, went, he went from a $800 iPhone to a $18,000 rig. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I was like in a couple months. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I told him, I was like, it's a big learning curve, man. I was like, uh, we threw him in there with the wolves and I was like, I was like, regardless if we use any of his shots, I told him, I was like, we have the interviews that he's fucking amazing at. I was like, we had, he's more than just a, a videographer that we need him for. And I was yeah. like, and that's, I was like, that's where you and I come into play. I was like, but as far as telling the story, I was like, that's where we lean on Tito for. Yeah. I was like, we'll capture the story. I was like, we just need someone to guide us on how to tell it. So. Yeah. And, and, was, and you know, the, the tough part about it too, was like, that was all a, a handheld thing, you know, where you guys have that like grip. Oh, on the, the top, top yeah. and the side. <laughs> nah, dude, I just had the box. Yeah, <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't have shit, dude. I was holding on to the box and then like tapping the record button like beforehand. So it was it was a little bit tough, but yeah. Uh, and then and then my tripod too. Like that whole thing was like really, really weird. You know, yeah. about the plate. Yeah, that was really weird. So, I mean, and, and like you said, it was just trying to like get me on the track for the season. And then when I did get out there, it's like, I, we didn't have a lot of time to like, uh, do a fucking training wheel session, you know, like <laughs> at Bark river, like yeah. miles, not going to stand up on that corner. Like, Oh yeah, here's how you do this. Like it was, dude, we got to get out there, man. Like yeah. we got pro mod, we got pro light, we got pro two, we got pro four, get out there and get the shit, man. And I'm like, <laughs> so it was, uh, it was wild, but it was, it's, that's, what's so fun about it though. And, and, and I think what I love about it too, is that you guys, you know, we have that, uh, that understanding we have that, 
prior history of like understanding each other. And, and I appreciate that you guys are very forgiving for myself because sometimes, you know, when you join a team, maybe they expect a lot or have a under, an understanding like, Hey, like, you know, you expect perfection right off the bat, but you guys were like, Hey man, like, like you said, you went from iPhone to like a little Canon camera and then to the Sony and then to the, to the red, it was such a big <laughs> jump where like, I, I appreciate you guys understanding that and knowing like, Hey, like I was out there trying my best, even if it meant capturing the grass in 4k. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like I said, it's a learning curve. Like I said, we had fun. We're going to kill it next year. Alrighty. So how about that? Uh, snow cross race, the uh, snow cross race this past weekend. Oh, dude. Uh, I was, uh, super excited for, for the season to start. And, uh, it did not disappoint. I tell you that much. Yeah, no, from uh, from what I watched and what I was able to see, man, things got uh, things got hot, even though it was super cold. Yeah, yeah, no, the, the wind chill, I think it was like negative three over there this weekend by you guys. What, what was it like in your apartment? Well, uh, the apartment thermostat, I have it at 86, 87, and uh, the actual temperature is 55 degrees. So it was, uh, it was a dash cold. Dash cold, but uh, but that snow cross race warmed me up a little bit, got me excited. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the action was, you know, it was there. You know, you had uh, the three-time champ, Elias Ischel, in the pro light class, or in the pro class, I should say. Um, you know, overall, going 1-1 for the whole weekend. And, um, you know, in the pro light class, you had uh, Jordan LaBelle, I think, sweeping the weekend, too. Yep, the um, bell. Yep, and then uh, our homeboy Nick Lorenz uh, actually putting on the bo- box on the second day. So, you know, I'm I'm excited. You know, you know, and sometimes what people don't realize is how hard it is. I think, especially in snowcross or even uh, motocross, when you got a round one and a round two to go one and one back to back. Yeah, well, especially in Jordan LaBelle's case, you know, he came back from the back of the pack uh, twice in both of his races, you know, not getting good starts or anything, but showing the, showing that he has the speed to possibly, you know, win the whole series in the first round. Yeah. You know, you got your first heat, your second heat. And the thing of it is, is just making it, you got to make it to the final and then, you know, you're going to get your last chance qualifier. Um, you're not going to have a favorable spot, but you know, you get, you get a chance to make that final. And uh, you know, the, the first heats, you know, you get, six laps <laughs> that's it man and, and you you got to be so much more aggressive in snow cross than you do in something like you know off-road racing you just have to be oh yeah yeah i mean there's definitely bumping and grinding and and block, block passes and everything so i mean just to see the intensity go i mean obviously they only have three months to do their shit so a lot of it um a lot of it has to you know, do with preparing for in the off season, you know, just to, you know, it doesn't snow all year round. We only get snow for so long. And, you know, only here, we only had snow here for about a month. So they had a month to, to prepare roughly. Well, and especially, um, you know, not going with the, you know, with the schedule, the old schedule where they would start in on Thanksgiving weekend and then, you know, go until March. Now we go, now they lose two months of racing and we put eight races into three months, into 12 weeks. Yeah, you know, and, and it's so hard to 
try and duplicate that, you know, and, and that's, I think something true snowcross fans will know like how hard it is, but maybe some people who don't understand snowcross as much or don't follow it is that it's hard to duplicate race action and snowcross when there's no snow. No, exactly. Exactly. I mean, it's like I said, it's definitely a totally different beast, but, um, how about, uh, we let our third, third person join here today. Oh yeah, that's right. I, uh, I forgot to mention, uh, since we've got ourselves a nice little special guest today, we've also got another, uh, co-host today. Uh, you know, him, you love him. Let's hear it. The original one, four, four lock evil. Yo, 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 I'm back. <laughs> Not as a guest, as a co-host. He's back. He's with it. <laughs> I'm with it. But yeah, I wanted to say something about the snow cross thing going on with the whole no snow thing is, uh, like our guests that's going to be on, uh, a lot of them do cross training. I, I follow them on social medias and a lot of them ride dirt bike during the, during the off season to like stay, stay. I don't even know what the right word is. Or stay stay ready, stay, stay in right. shape. Yeah. Stay conditioned. Yeah. Yeah. Some of them go to training facilities. Others go to just ride around locally with the friends, but either way, they're still staying on the, on a machine, I should say then to stay sharp. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and that was something too, that, uh, I was able to see is, um, you know, our, our guests that we're bringing on today, uh, you know, dirt bike rider and, and it'll be interesting to see how, uh, that comparison, you know, uh, is, is shared between, uh, riding, you know, a, a dirt bike and, and a snowmobile and what they're apples and oranges. They're, they're similar, but they're not. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of them I talked, I, well, I worked for a little backstory is, uh, I worked for the snow cross season, whole season last year for sledhead 24 seven and CBS sports. So I got to know a lot of these guys and exactly what you said. They're kind of similar when I taught, was talking to them, but they have, they're like different animals, but like the track setup is almost the same as in rhythms and ruts and corners and sand it's like a sand track some of them were telling me like you just gotta stay on it yeah i was uh watching some of the uh the first motocross race this weekend uh from anaheim and uh and then i was watching the snowcross race as well and you know like you said while they're similar the the, the turning radius on a bike compared to a, a snowmobile is just <laughs> night and day yeah. <laughs> you know what i mean yeah. yeah some of them some of them turns in motocross are pretty tight and then i was watching some of that snowcross and uh you know some of those that got a little wider <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah definitely like i said the the setup and everything they got to be different um you know what i want to know is uh which like i said our guest today can probably key key on it a little bit but Man, snowcross just seems rough. Oh yeah, like yes. like at times yes. it seems like there's no rhythm mm-hmm. and they're just hitting the faces of these jumps at you know full throttle, <laughs> and it does not look pleasant at all. Yeah, <laughs> no, not at all. When I was watching, I was you know watching them come off the jump, and and some of them will, will land flush, but others, man, I was like, Jesus Christ, <laughs> like that doesn't look soft at all. And, and, but another question I want to ask our guests today, the one that I have that I observed while I was watching was, you know, how come there aren't any, uh, how come there are any fat 
snowcross drivers out there. That's what I want to know. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think it's a little bias, a little weightist yeah. is what they call it. A little, little, n- not, not too many husky guys out there, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I, maybe, you know what it is? I think their clothing isn't fat man friendly. I think that's what it is. No, uh, I do got to complain about that. Yeah, that's <laughs> me being, or us being the big guy, guys. You know, they don't make nothing that fits us comfortably, I should say. Yeah, like right, they, yeah. Like they, I, they make the three XLs and everything, the four XLs, but fuck, they think that we're still slim in the three XL. Yeah, yeah. They, they think we're a built three XL, and we're not. Yeah. <laughs> I know we're like fiber yeah. and we're fluffy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's like tapered down. It's like you tapered out. What yeah. are you doing? Yeah, we we we're, we aren't those Navajo fiber, just slim and fucking sticks. Right, right. Like like we're we're big guys. We're strong enough. We can we can handle a snowmobile, but. I think they're scared because you got all that weight behind a snowmobile. And then when you get it moving, man, it's a disadvantage. I think that's what it is. <laughs> we got to uh, talk to FXR or something. Send, send them something for you guys. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're, how about this? We'll, we'll be your, uh, we'll be your test guys. Me and me and Jeffrey. Yeah. So if FXR is listening, which I'm sure they are. Um, yeah. Yeah. We got two test dummies here for the big yeah. guy line. Yeah. yeah. We'll be your models. We'll come in. We'll get, you know, tape measured. All of it, because I think your 3X is more like an XL. No, and, and, and then we could do, uh, like, FXR Husky. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or, or, like, Polar Bear or something like that. <laughs> the Polar Bear li- line. <laughs> FXR XL. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just keep adding acronyms to it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just, keep, just add another X to yeah. FXR. FXR. Yeah. However many X you need. Yeah. But we got you covered now. Yeah. yeah. Let you know we're the, we're the big man line. And, and, and you know what that means, man, is if you're selling big man merch, that means more fabric means more money. Big guys, will, big guys will buy it. We know, we know the cost of being big. Yeah. <laughs> like I, I buy a regular shirt and it's five dollars $5 more than an extra large shirt. And it's like, what the fuck? Just because yeah, you yeah. had to then, print another X on it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that one X yeah. is going to cost us $17. <laughs> Can you imagine like Tito out there on that snow cross this weekend? Just giving her the beans out there. Just imagine what oh that would look God, like. Oh my God, dude. I'd, I'd be <laughs> the first coming down off that jump. And you know, right when you're going up that jump, you got that dip. Yeah. I'd be digging right down to the fucking grass. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I wonder if you would pull the whole shot beforehand. <laughs> I got all that, got all that traction. <laughs> I would too. I'd sit right at the back of that snowmobile and just hang on. <laughs> just dig it all the way. It looked like a little grass drag snowmobile. Yeah. Just yeah. pick it up. Yeah. <laughs> Doing a wheelie front dump. skis up in the air. <laughs> oh man, that's funny. That's, that's uh, the, the bean pots of Willie yeah. to start. Whole shot of bean. Yeah. Whole shot of bean. <laughs> Giving her the beans. Yeah. yeah. Carries it through the first turn with so much weight. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, dude, let's talk about that first turn, though. That first uh, corner. That, that shit was carnage, though. Oh, yeah. Dude. Like, and that's something that I'm going to ask our guest about is that, uh, man, which one was it? Uh, the, that round one final that he was in. I don't know if you saw it or not, but I had to rewatch it. And I was like, my God, that was ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah, dude. The starts off that, uh, you know, the starts this weekend was just gnarly. Like, you know who I felt bad for? Or the start second row. Yeah. You think? I don't know. Oh, there was one guy. He made the mistake of lining up 
like directly behind somebody. <laughs> oh, immediately. Somebody let her fucking rip. Oh um, like you just see him react to all that snow and he's like, what? And then he like goes obviously out of the out of the roost <laughs> and into some clear air. But I, I don't think he was the same after that. Not even past the start line and you already can't see. Yeah. Oh my god, you can't breathe. Yeah. Just packed yeah. full of snow. Well, I meant the pro class even was um, you know, some some accidents that happened. Yeah. Well, even um, the women class too, the chick broke her nose. Oh yeah. Uh, who is that? I think Kevin Woody. Yeah. She ended up winning yeah, the she next won, day. Yeah. Winning the next day, uh, beating out, uh, what's her name? Maline. No, I think, no, I think Maline got hurt. Some, Iana Holger or something like that. Took her out. No, she, that's who she ended up beating. I think Maline got hurt. Oh really? Or went down or something. Oh, well the, the uh, defending woman's champ went down. Casey, you know, and, and I always <laughs> kind of, you know, sometimes I'll make fun of like these, these like women or these girls that are like, oh. you know, into, into like the drivers, the racers, or, you know, like women that are into athletes, so you call them Jersey chasers. And like, I never understood it, but then, you know, when you see some women that are like, you know, it racing still cross, you're like, I did it. I get it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, maybe it's just something about a, you know, and, and I get it, man. Like something about like winter female athletes that I think are just next level. <laughs> You're going to see Tito at the next round. Yeah. <laughs> we're in a size we'll small jersey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Crop top. <laughs> uh, what, what, do they, what do they call those? Uh, track um, snacks. Yeah, track snacks. Tito's going to be a track snack or a snow bunny, whatever you want to call bunny. them. Yeah. <laughs> I just had track snacks. Yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah, me posted up like you said, crop top looking delish. Yeah. <laughs> like who wants to stay warm? I'm uh, your guy. I'm your guy. I'm the polar bear. Double double X. <laughs> I'm uh, yeah. I'm your I'm your double X hot chocolate. <laughs> yeah, so. that, that back to that first term. It was carnage, and I, I don't know what it was, but almost every final you seen something go down on that corner. Oh, in the yeah. first corner, yeah, yeah dude, it, it was it was gnarly. Like seeing the pictures and seeing the replays and everything, I mean that that's, you know, I thought motocross was scary to go in the first turn, first corner, but snowcross is a whole different beast because a the sleds weigh like four hundred pounds, and then they got skis, and then they got studs in their tracks, mm-hmm. <laughs> so they got like nails basically hanging off the back of their tracks. Yeah, yeah, you you're going down. You you know, you might you might be meeting God. Oh yeah, <laughs> no, no, exactly. Uh, in the I think the sportsman class, Jordan Beasy, um, local native around here, got landed on this past weekend, and you know his uh his whole snowmobile got destroyed, and they said that his jersey, his uh, chest protector, everything else got destroyed by the track. You know, they're lucky that Jesus. he, you know, he, he, you know, escaped with minor injuries and got to race the next day. But I mean, just it's nuts. I mean, the mentality that you have to think of going into that first corner and be like, there's a possibility that, you know, I'm going to get tore up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, 100 percent. Like, and you know, what I'm impressed at, too, is like how well the track holds up. Like, I, I don't know. For me, I think about like an off-road track or a motocross track that, that dirt and, and whatnot hardens like pretty good. And, and I don't know if that's how it like transfers with snow as well, 
But man, sometimes like I was like, I can't believe how well that track is holding up, especially into Sunday. Oh no, exactly. Like, no, it, it it's crazy. Like, especially at night on, on these snow cross tracks, especially with the what do they call it? Like powder dust or snow dust? Snow dust. Yeah, dude. I mean, at times, even as a as a, a media person, you know, um, it's hard to even film that. But to be a racer during during these events, I mean, it's crazy with uh, your vision, like what you have to go through to, you know, go through these rhythms and everything. So, yeah, and it like you said, man, these guys have some balls on them because they go into that first jump off that start blind, basically. If once the first two hit it, you can't see nothing after that. It seems like, and they all just send it still. <laughs> yeah, there was one. Uh, there- on today, I was watching him. I can't remember if it was round one or round two, um, but he really seemed to kind of like that outside line um, after that finish line. Yeah, and he fucking launched it, and I and and, and I think it might have been that round one final, and he launched it, and I was like, "Fuck that! <laughs> you can't see a thing, and you're going outside jump, outside turn, like after you've just gotten roosted yeah, just out like- of your fucking mind." <laughs> It's like, I know the land is going to be there somewhere. <laughs> yeah. I want to hit something. I'm going to land on the track. Yeah. I know. Yeah, I'm coming down somewhere. Uh, yeah. But I guess that, that would be something we could ask Nick on the mentality of all that. Even like the start, yeah. like if it was like the first pre-race jitters or what, but I, th- I think when he was in the air, I, I was audibly like, ah, uh-uh. <laughs> no way. <laughs> I was like, no, no, no. I, uh, I can barely take yeah. on uh a fucking ditch with a snowmobile, let alone an actual jump. <laughs> Just ditch me. Yeah. My yeah, mentality yeah, would be bad. You're oh, wasting man, time in That's something I want to. I want to tell him is is you know, snowcross racing. Obviously, is another animal. Um, you know, I've I've ridden a snowmobile a couple times, and I mean, even I've gotten whiskey throttle on a snowmobile and <laughs> fallen off. So I can't imagine like the intensity of the race and the grip and and having the you know wherewithal to be able to to race effectively yeah uh, these guys are something else in shape everything crazy <laughs> well maybe, maybe that's it maybe you gotta got be in shape i guess yeah. round isn't a shape <laughs> yeah <laughs> like i've, I've ridden a snowmobile once or twice so i kind of know what i'm talking about <laughs> yeah yeah listen i'm not i'm not saying i'm an expert but i've ridden a snowmobile okay <laughs> all right so you want to uh, calling our guest right now. You want to introduce them in? Sure. Absolutely, man. I am, uh, I'm actually excited, uh, to be able to venture out and, and be able to talk about more than, uh, more than just one racing sport. You know, we've been covering off-road racing, but you know, we're, we're venturing into snowcross Jeffrey and Lyle of impulse media. I've been, uh, watching it, covering it. And, and I'm pretty excited to be able to talk about it more and watch it because I mean, I love racing. That's what we're here for. So uh, yeah, our first guest today, a uh, bit of a special one, like we've been saying a uh, snow cross rider, this man has ice in his veins and the cold never bothered him anyway. Mm-hmm. And what's cooler than being cool. This snow cross rider, we're changing it up. He's aggressive when he needs to be. If he were in the movie, remember the Titans, he'd be left side, strong side. He got his first pro light win last season in Eagle River, Wisconsin, but he's no stranger to success. He was marred by injuries in 2018, 2019, but even God himself couldn't keep this man down. Bounced back in 2020, 
with a third overall points finish in the pro light class hailing from Kenosha, Wisconsin, the driver of the red of the, of the pro light red bull backed Polaris machine, Nick Lorenz. Hey guys, how's it going? <laughs> What's going on, homie? What's up, dude? <laughs> Not much. We're just at uh ERX right now doing some whole shot testing, trying to get a little better on the start here. We're struggling a little bit this weekend, but, uh, no, that's all part of it. We're just trying to learn right now. Yeah, man. Uh, I'm glad you're working on that. I'm, I'm not, you know, I don't want this to sound bad, but that first round one final, that looked insane. That looked fucking nuts because you, <laughs> you didn't, you didn't get the best jump and you were dead nuts middle, dead nuts middle of this thing. And then you just got blinded by snow. And I'm like this fucking guy. <laughs> yeah, no, I got, I got swallowed up pretty good, but you know, that's a part of it. It's, it's all part of racing. I'm on a new team now, so we're just, you know, we're growing as a team and trying to learn and, you know, it's just a part of the process. Yeah. I, uh, we were talking about it earlier before he jumped on, uh, about that, uh, first, uh, that first final, um, that start, I remember watching you and you kind of liked that, uh, that outside turn after that jump. And I remember you launched it, man. And you were midair and audibly, I was like, nah, nah, this kid is not doing this shit. And you took that outside line. What are you thinking, man? When, when, when you were just getting, Swallowed up by all this snow, you hit this jump blinded, and then you're taking that outside line. Yeah, um, I think just like what's going through my head is everybody's going to funnel into that inside line. So, you know, you, you don't, you really don't want to follow, especially early on in the race. You want to try to make any moves you can to, to make as much pass as you can as quick as possible. And it seems like a lot of people just went to that inside lane, <clears throat> and you know, I just decided to go on the outside sweeper, and I think I. I definitely made a, a few passes around the outside. So to make them passes early in the race, that's huge. You got to make the stuff happen early. Otherwise, you know, there's not too much time to make a bunch of stuff happen in our races. So you got to get the stuff done early. Yeah. And that was something too, that uh, I, I was watching was, you know, he, you know, those heats, you got six laps, man. And, and, and you, uh, you were aggressive when you needed to be. Um, was that a, was that a tough learning lesson? Uh, knowing that you got to be aggressive and you got to make these moves? No, I, I would say I probably, I kind of always struggle a little bit with starts as myself. So I, I'm a pretty good rider at like picking through the field. So that's, that's definitely one of my stronger, my stronger sides of my program. I'm pretty uh, like crafty on getting, getting around people. So yeah, that's just, yeah, that's one of my stronger parts. Just I haven't been the greatest at starts, so if we can get me really good at starts, we'll be really dialed in because, you know, I definitely I feel I have the speed and I have the, the knowledge and the race craft. It's just you need to get, you need, we need to get some better starts. Yeah, yeah you're uh, – uh, oh, go ahead. Go ahead, Lyle. Sorry. Uh, this is Lyle. And um, when no, you Lyle. say that uh, you got the knowledge and everything, but you, I go off like the eye test, and you are definitely one of the ones that you can tell like has – like the whole package out there. You're aggressive. You're fast. You're willing to take them chances. And, uh, and, uh, in the races and the heat races. And I just want to know, like, is, uh, the starts the only thing do you think are holding you back from that? From like um, getting to the top consistently? I would say no, not completely. I definitely need to, there's some things like Jordan rolled really, really well Saturday and his line choice was really good. And he just, hits corners a little differently and I think I need to adapt a little more kind of to that and it's just uh it's just you know race knowledge and learning over the years and 
you know, I'll be practicing tomorrow at ERX. So that's going to be some stuff I'm going to work on different entries in the corners and stuff like that. I would say like my fitness and everything is really good right now. It's just, I need to get a little more crafty with my line choice. Like I'm, I'm really crafty with my line choice and good, but Jordan, he's, he's riding really good right now. So it's, uh, I need to step it up and get to that next level. So overall, um, this past weekend, uh, how do you rate your race weekend? Um, I would say being on a new team and stuff, I would say it was, it was a really good weekend. Obviously my Friday final didn't go too well. I, I was in like, I want to say I was in six going into like with like two laps to go and ended up getting landed on and taken out by another rider. So ended up, you know, we were in sixth and seventh and we ended up finishing, you know, 11th and 12th just cause, uh, I don't want to say a dumb move on his part, but definitely kind of not the smartest move on his part, but mm-hmm. that's part of racing too. And you got, you got to deal with that. It's just, uh, yeah, little, little stuff like that. You really can't control stuff like that. And then early in the race on Friday, my running like two laps to go or two laps in my running board got smashed up really bad. So I had to ride all the whole final with my foot, like completely in the stirrup. And I like to ride a little farther back. So it like threw off like everything during my final. So it was, it was a struggle on Friday's final. And like, I'm sitting there kind of questioning myself, like Jesus, like that was a struggle. <laughs> and, and everything and that's just kind of it's like the sports are really it's really mental sport so it's it's kind of hard to move on from them days but you you really can't get hung up on like the like negative days like yeah i got 11 it sucks and it is what it is but i know i have the speed and i obviously showed that on saturday it was just needed a little better start and you know some luck on your side there's definitely a lot of luck involving into you know all motorsports and it, it seems like so that's Definitely, it just wasn't it wasn't my lucky day on Friday. Yeah, but uh, overall, I mean, the weekend turned out really well for you, and uh, you know, you're still up there in the points battle too. So it's not like you threw yeah, away, yeah. you know, you win your the champions the championships on its bad days. So yeah, exactly. So for what it was on Friday, it wasn't it wasn't terrible. And like I said, new team and stuff. The atmosphere is amazing, and I think. Uh, being able to leave there on the podium, that was huge. Especially first weekend to get get on the podium, get some really good points. That's like that's really good. Carry some good momentum going into the the rest of the year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got a question. Uh, how is the transition to a new team from? Because you were on Judnick's for a couple of years, and now you uh, switched over. And how has that been? Yeah, I was with Juddy uh, Judnick Motorsports for like four years of my professional career. Like started off with him rookie year and it was really good that that team's awesome it's a legit team like they're they're top tier and they're they're very hard workers and it was just um business decisions i ended up going with the hammer motorsports crew and they're uh they're a newer team to the industry a little smaller uh not quite you know that the top is tier but they're they have the heart they have the the want and like obviously we're here testing on a Monday. We race Saturday. We're testing hard right now, trying to figure it out and get us to that next level. So I would say the transitions, it's really not a whole lot different. Jody's team was a pretty good family atmosphere and it felt like the, the same, maybe a little more, a uh, little more stressful, I would say, but um, racing stressful in general. It's, I, I like the adaption. I think it's nice for a fresh start for me. It's uh it's kind of refreshing to be honest. Yeah, I think um, 
you've had a, like they said, a tremendous start to the season. Um, you mentioned about how crafty you are with, uh, with, with making different lines. Cause they kept mentioning that that track was possibly a one, one line track. Um, but as they said that you were kind of out making your own thing, uh, going on and, and you were making up time on some of these guys. Yeah, it was, it was a, it was a weird, uh, opener for the year. Kind of expected it and not bashing I stock by any means, but expected it to be a little bit of a better track. I mean, it was really cold out. It got like really, really icy. I mean, probably the iciest track I want to say I've probably ever rode at a national. So that was a little bit of a bummer, but I don't know. Everything all adds up and it makes it, you know, a little more one line, but overall, I don't know the track, there was opportunities on the track. You just had to be, you had, you had to like set stuff up so much differently to make the lines work. So that's just, you just learn stuff like that over the years and uh, like how to set stuff up like that. Like there's for sure passing lines, but you had to be like super aggressive on like Canterbury's track this weekend just because of how it was set up. Do you think maybe that cold weather had anything to do with it? Or is that something that uh, is track related for, for how icy that, uh, that track was? Yeah, I think weather for sure had, it definitely, it was like negative, uh, probably like negative 10, 15 at some point. <laughs> so it definitely, it, it definitely makes the track set up uh, a lot differently, but, and I'm, I'm not a track builder or anything. And I, I've never been in a groomer ran and built track, so I don't have quite that knowledge, uh, to like sit there and tell ISOC what they need to do or what they don't need to do. I think that's just something I'm like, ISOC, they need to maybe figure that out or in them situations need to like, I don't know. I don't want to say like try a little harder, but just eventually or like just figure like they need to figure out what's going to make it so they can make the track to that next level of like, um, like make it like just that much better for us. So, I mean, they did a good job. The weather makes it tough. So it's not like you can't sit there and like point fingers here and there. It's, it's, it's one of the things where when it's negative 20 out the track's going to set up and get hard. So it's just one of the things you have to adapt for. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I guess, uh, taking it back a little bit, um, how do you prepare for the upcoming season during the summer, summer months? Uh, training wise, I have a, I have a trainer. His name's Drew Whitehead, Drew Whitehead performance. Uh, He's a really good trainer. He, I've worked with him. I still worked with him last year uh, before the 2021 season, and that was a huge step in the right direction for me as a, like an athlete and taking my training to a next level. It's just like a lot of six days a week for me. I get one day off, and it's a lot of cardio in the gym, strength training, you know, interval stuff, changes throughout, like, I started last, this year, I started training in April. So this was one of the early, earliest years I've started training. So I started training in April and what it was more of like strength building. And then as you get closer to the year, it's like a lot of cardio and interval stuff. Mm-hmm. So to keep up with, I guess, like the endurance part on the sled and everything, because obviously you guys don't have much uh, time on the sleds before the season starts. Uh, do you do a lot of cross training with like motocross or even like ATV racing or anything like that? Yeah, I ride dirt bikes in the summer quite a bit. I would say I'm probably on the dirt bike two to three times a week in the summer or pro- yeah, two to three times a week in the summer. And if I'm not on the dirt bike, I'm mountain biking or cycling to get the cardio in. Mm-hmm. So 
Yeah, the biggest part of my cardio program is definitely dirt biking in the summer and then mountain biking and cycling on the road. Okay, so uh, Lyle and I are, 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 I guess, if you will, I, I don't ride, race anymore or even ride for that. Um, what's the biggest difference between motocross and snowcross? Like the transition, I guess. I don't know. I know like some, some guys, some guys might take it as like a bash towards, uh, I guess maybe motocross, but I think snowcross is gnarly. I mean, the tracks get, I've never rode at a professional level, like outdoor level, but you know, like regional Loretta qualifiers and stuff like that and all that. I've done all that. So I would say it's just, it's crazy how rough our snowcross tracks can get and how quickly they change. Like, like you hear them now say, Oh, it's every lap changes and it sounds like a little like, you know, like, like they're exaggerating it, but it definitely does change quite a bit. But with, it was weird with this weekend. It seemed like the track stayed pretty consistent throughout our whole motos. Like it didn't get really too rough because the track was so icy. So it stayed like really consistent. So for, for me, I do like the rougher track. So I'm sure in Iowa it's going to be warmer. So the track's going to get really rough, but yeah, I would say the different, the biggest adaption for me is like how much the track changes and like how rough it does get. And these sleds are, they're heavy. So it's not quite as easy to ride as dirt bike. You, dirt bike can't like put them exactly where you want to go as easy. And like dirt bikes just flow so much better. Like, uh, like I'm sure you guys, you guys ride dirt bikes. You guys understand how you guys can like put them in lines and just flow pretty easy. Sleds are a lot tougher to make them do what you want to do. Oh yeah. Like, uh, like we, you were saying, like me and Jeffrey both done the whole Loretta things. And then we, my last year was my first year watching Snowgrass up close and people asked me if I would do it. I was like, hell no, you guys are, yeah. it's insane <laughs> what you guys, the, the, yeah, the breaking bombs, the jumps in general, like this weekend, you guys, before the back rhythm that I could see you guys like trying to double into the corner and sometimes you didn't make, you just slam right into it. And it just, yeah, it's crazy to me. Yeah, floods are really, really tough on the body, and like they're 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 tough for me. It's like I can be on a flood like three days, maybe four days, and I, I have to take a day off because my body's just pretty shot, and I've had some injuries, so that restricts me a little bit. But even like my trainer, he trains you know some top tier Supercross guys and outdoor guys, and he came to Eagle River last year the week I the week I won after I broke my wrist, and uh, he was just like, "Wow, I can't believe how much." of an impact like this sport is mm-hmm. and like just like like you said you you can you'll be at the track and like lyle and lyle's brother uh what's what's your brother's name lyle jeffrey jeffrey yeah, yeah. jeffrey mm-hmm. uh like you guys were there filming on the track like you guys can literally like when we hit holes you can feel it like in your guys's chest yeah. like that's all hard we hit stuff so and that was cool for my trainer to see that and like even for him to see that he understood like, Hey, we have to train a little differently. It's just, it's, uh, it's crazy how, how hard we can hit stuff on these sleds and be fine. And even, even over jump stuff to flat and be fine. Like a dirt bike, you can't do, do stuff like that. Dirt bike, you flat right on a dirt bike. Most of the time you're, you're crashing pretty good. Oh yeah. Yeah. And, then, yeah. and people, oh, go ahead. Sorry, oh, yeah. sorry. <laughs> um, <laughs> some of the people are always like saying like, the time wise, you guys aren't on the track a lot, like for a long time, but that time you guys are on the track, it's like physically demanding way more than like, say motocross is like 30 minutes long. Like, why don't you guys do 30 minutes? But 10 minutes on a yeah. sled is insane. 
Yeah, for us, it's uh, pro life this year. Thankfully, like I was pushing all last year for this because you know I trained pretty hard in the summer. So it's like you know you work so hard and you prepare for. It used to be they want to keep us close to like an eight minute final, but with the way they averaged it all out from our practice times, they decided like laps and some finals we would have like four and a half and like only like six minute finals and we're supposed to be like eight minutes. So this year they switched to a time platform where it, it's now eight minutes plus two. And I, I personally love that because like I work hard in the summer. So I, I want to be able to use my training to my advantage against the people that I don't want to say are lazy, but that don't work as hard as, as I do. Hey, uh, Nick, uh, it's, uh, the other host guy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, it's Lyle's cousin, Tito Levine. Uh, first of all, do you, do you prefer Nick or Nicholas? Uh, either or, I guess it doesn't really matter. I mean, a lot of people just call me Nick, but if you want to get professional, it can be Nicholas. <laughs> Alrighty. Well, Mr. Nicholas, I got a very professional question here for you. Why are there no uh, no chubby men in snowcross? I mean, I, I know you're talking about this cardio BS, but how come how can we get chubbier men like myself to ride in snowcross? <laughs> I mean, I I talked about this with my. I'll be honest. I talked about this with my team owners and stuff this week, actually, and it's just like. I would, like I told him I was like, dude, could you imagine being out of shape? Like it would be miserable. <laughs> out there. Like, I, like I, I don't want to be like mean to like you know the fluffier people and because like you know you gotta live your life. Like I love I love eating and like having having that lifestyle too. But like when you're out there and you're like I've I've done it before. Like I've been not in very good shape racing for light like in my rookie years and like it's just it's miserable. So. I don't know. There's that's a that's a hard one for me. I mean, you could definitely come to ERX and go do maybe two laps and have some fun, but you're going to be wore out. Because <laughs> <laughs> Jeffrey and I were talking about this before uh, before we brought you on. Uh, you know, we might be getting those might be getting those hole shots. You know, we got a lot of bite coming off that start, so <laughs> I think that might be the only advantage that we'd have. Yeah, you might get the traction to hook up and go, but I mean maybe two laps in, you might be able to hold a couple of people up, but then you're going to be gassing for air. <laughs> it's, it's a tough sport. It's, it's, it's really a tough sport. I, and I guess until like you try it, you, you, you wouldn't understand it until you tried how gnarly it is. It's, it's crazy. Yeah. There's, so, there's a reason why I only ride like once a year. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, they have the, they have the plus 30 class and there's some bigger, there's some bigger gentlemen in there. They, they shred pretty good. I mean, shoot Andy leader. he was in, he's not, he's in, he's not a bigger dude at all. And he, he shreds. I mean, he got on the podium this weekend in pro light and he's, he's a 30 year old, old man. He was whooping up on his kids. So, you gotta give it. Well, you gotta give it credit where it's due, for sure. There, there we go, Jeffrey. I'm 31. You're 33. I mean, I think we got 30. a possible future in this thing. <laughs> yeah, pro light class. Andy Leaders did it. Yeah, you'll see these two guys sign up in Iowa. Yeah, <laughs> coming for the pro light yeah. podium. <laughs> yeah. Like, damn, those skis are really wide. Yeah. <laughs> I think you would love it, though. <laughs> Oh yeah. I've, I've ridden a snowmobile, you know, geez, I don't want to brag or anything, but probably two or three times. And, you know, I, uh, second time took on a ditch, no problem, but I got a little bit of that whiskey throttle 
And uh, I think that's where I can understand where that endurance comes in. You know, what are you working <laughs> when, uh, when, when, you, when you're hitting these jumps, going around turns? Is it just hanging on, you know, biceps, triceps, your humerus, you know, the, the mitochondria? What is it that, that goes into to all this endurance? I would say the biggest thing that I've learned over the years is like having really strong legs, like cycling, like I said, the cycling and mountain bike and stuff, having really strong legs. That's what used to burn out on me when I was like younger and I wasn't as serious. It was definitely the legs, but even like upper body, I I haven't really had a whole lot of problems with the upper body, body, but I know a lot of people get arm pump really bad on snowmobiles too, just because of how aggressive the skis can grab, you know, grabbing the corners or grabbing the bottom of holes. And, um, I don't know. I'm trying to, I'm sitting in the truck right now trying to feel like where I'm all sore, but I'm, I'm pretty good. <laughs> at I'm pretty, <laughs> yeah, I worked pretty hard this summer, so I'm not too, too bad right now, but it's, yeah, I don't know. Definitely. Uh, I would say probably the biggest thing is keeping your legs strong just because of how much you have to use them to get up and over stuff. Well, I'm fairly confident I'm healthy in that department. It's just uh, above that waist. It's probably uh, <laughs> where I'm not. <laughs> yeah, strong got, got a lot of center of gravity. And um, th- th- this may be a little bit of a premature question because I know you just started the season. Uh, but what's what's in the future for you? Is this? Are, I know you just switched teams. Are you going to stick in pro light this year, next year, or when's that plan to go up to pro? Um, we're trying to chase a championship this year. I, I really, really want to get a pro light championship. I've been in the class for a while and I'm definitely, uh, like a veteran of the class. So hoping this year we can, we can lock that one in. That's been a goal of mine for a very long time. Just have to make it through the whole year healthy. And, uh, the, the plan is to stay with the Amber Motorsports crew. They're, uh, they're a very committed, um, smart group of guys that like really love the racing and appreciate me as a rider. And, I would say we have a really solid season this year. We we go to the pro class next year, but that's that's a decision that comes through Polaris also. So it's not it's not really all my decision. It's uh, if if I feel ready and if uh, Tom Rager Jr., the race director of Polaris, feels I'm ready for the pro class, that will be the next step for me. So I feel I'm riding really good. It's just we need to, we need to put together a solid year and. You know, we put together a solid year, and we should be in the pro class next year. That would—that's—that's that's my goal. That's been the goal for a while. I wish I wasn't in pro light as long as what I've been in, but I've had injuries, and you know, injuries—they—they they do set you back quite a ways. So that's just kind of been my my issue of my my professional career as of right now. But we're feeling really good this year. So get that championship, and then hopefully bump up to the pro class and ride with the the big boys. Hell yeah! No, that that's uh cool. So I guess uh to to try to wrap it up here, uh to let you get back to testing and everything. Um, you know, what are your, your goals? I guess obviously you already said the championship, but I mean, what are your, your goals for the season? Um, I would say for sure be on the podium like I used to get so upset like when I was younger like if I wasn't like winning you know second third place that I used to get so mad about stuff like that but I would say just try to be consistently on the podium like every single day at a national like that's what's going to win a championship consistency and stuff so my goal is to be on the podium every single every single round you know and if, if I'm not like you have to be in that top five no matter what so but my goal I would say you know first second third 
every single final, just stay consistent like that. Um, you got any tracks you're looking forward to on the schedule? Yeah, we're, I'm, I'm really excited for uh, Lake Geneva. That's a hometown race for me. I'm from Kenosha, Wisconsin. So it's like 30 minutes. So the skills, I, I really like the skills. I feel like those are more of my strong, my strong spots also just because of like how gnarly they can get. And it's more like an outdoor motocross style track. So I'm excited to go to the skills. And then we have that new venue in Michigan. Um, I can't think of exactly Cannonsburg. Yeah. Cannonsburg, Michigan is back to the ski hole also. So I just want to get back to the ski hole tracks. Those are what I'm really missing. Yeah. And, uh, Lake Geneva hometown. Um, and the goal there is the win and everything. And, uh, what is it about the ski hills that you like? They like the, like you said the roughness, but what is it to listeners? What's the difference between like those and say like a Deadwood? Um, Deadwood's like super tight and smashy and, um, it's just super tight racing. It's, it seems like a lot of our races in the past couple of years have been smaller, compact tracks. So, it really makes you miss some big open wide open tracks where you can keep that, that momentum up and the speed way up and the big downhill jumps, stuff like that. Yeah. The skills are just, I, I think it's just funner. It's funner to, I think maybe because of my motocross background race and like dirt bikes and stuff that the outdoor style stuff is, it's more, it's fun, but like Eagle river last year was a decent size oval and it was like pretty super crossy, like steep and deep. I do like them style tracks. So hopefully, I don't, I don't know. I'm just, re- I, like I said, I'm looking forward to skills. It's been forever since we've been mm-hmm. to Lake Geneva. We haven't been there in like three years because of COVID. So it's, it's been, it's been a long time since I've been on a ski hill. Uh, being a, being a Red Bull athlete, do you get a, do you get the Red Bull hats? <laughs> yep. I get the Red Bull hats, the sweet Red Bull helmets. So I have a, I'm pretty spoiled from Red Bull. I have a cool, I have a really cool program with, uh, with the Red Bull group of people. And I'm pretty, pretty happy with all of them over there. Is that, is that true that you only get like maybe like one or. Oh, <laughs> uh, we have some technical difficulties again. Oh, you're fine. Yeah. Uh, we're zooming cause, uh, Tito lives in Minneapolis and, um, and we live, well, obviously we're in Lakewood, uh, Wisconsin, but, uh, Tito, uh, you, you froze again. Oh, sorry about that. You know, it's, it's cold here in <laughs> Minneapolis, but, uh, <laughs> is it true that you only get like one or two Red Bull hats? Then you get a washman take care of them. No, no, not, not me. I, I'm a, I don't, I don't, I'm not like a team deal. I'm an official Red Bull athlete. So, uh, I get, I get pretty spoiled. I, I get really, really spoiled by them I'm taken care of very well. And, kind of one of them things like it's like kind of whatever I need they take care of me so it's not I don't really have to wash my hat like I need anyone (laughs) well hey man listen I mean they are very strict about it I can't give out any of the stuff and it's one of them it's it's a cool gig where it's you know it's it's a strictly athlete deal so it makes you feel pretty special Oh, okay, cool. I was just, just wondering about that. You know, I, uh, I'm a big merchandise guy, so just, just curious. Jeffrey, Jeffrey hates that I, uh, that I get just 
merchandise. Uh, I, I like to support, you know, my, I like to support my racers and, and Jeffrey just doesn't. So, um, <laughs> but, uh, one, one, uh, one last question I have. So from Kenosha, Wisconsin, uh, you're awfully close to that, uh, to that Illinois border. Um, are you, uh, are you a Packer fan or a, or a Bears fan? Oh, we're a Packers fan. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. Bro, you're like 10 miles away from Chicago. <laughs> hey, I, I'm, a, I'm a Packers fan because I'm from Wisconsin, but I don't really watch football a whole lot. I'm I'm a strictly moto and snowcross guy. Been kind of <laughs> Okay, okay. I can respect that. Who's then. your picks for moto this year, Supercross? Oh, boy. I don't know. I'm a big Roxton fan, but I think I think Webb's got it in him again. I, I don't know. It's just something about that man. He's he's just he can dig deep towards the end of the season. He just gets it done. Uh, but after watching Saturday, Roxton looks like he's a he's an animal this year. It's, it, 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 I know it's the first race, but it looks like he's going to be hard to beat. He's just he's just on one. His starts are super good, and but then again, we have Chase Jackson. He's kind of there like our go. hometown. Mm-hmm. He's like a hometown person to me. He's from Illinois and I grew up racing like moto with him and he's a buddy of mine. And I would really like to see him start knocking off some wins and who knows, maybe he could put together a championship. He's pretty young yet though. So he's got, he's got a lot of years to learn and put it all together. So I believe, I believe Chase Jackson will for sure be a champion soon, but it, he's got a, a stout group of uh, mature guys that are just rippers and just, are crazy on bikes. That, that supercross level is just unreal. That pro class. I mean, what is there like fifth, top 15 all factory guys and they're all, they could all be on the podium any day. It's crazy. Oh yeah. Yeah. But that, my, uh, my picks that... are, the picks I'm going to go with is, uh, Cooper and Roxton and Sexton. Those, those are my favorite guys. Ooh. Ooh. That's hard to beat. That's hard to beat. I'm going Justin Barsha. <laughs> I don't know about I, I'm more of a fan of Barsha now after his whole vlog series for sure, but I wasn't ever I wasn't a super big fan of Barsha. I've always been a like a Webb and Roxton fan. I was a super big Bill Poto fan back in the day. So I don't know. How about that uh was it uh Musquin and uh Stewart got into it? Yeah, they got into it. <laughs> did you see the getting off topic a little bit, but did you see the post that uh Anderson posted about wanting Barsha to buy some merch with his bonus money, and Barsha actually bought some stuff, I guess. Oh, did he? Uh, I didn't oh, know he bought it. Yeah, I've, I've seen the post. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> that's that's yeah, cool. <laughs> I, think, I think it's cool with, like, how all them guys are. They're for sure showing more personality, and it, it just seems like it, it just, it's, it just seems like such a cooler vibe out of, like, all of the guys. I don't know if you guys noticed that, but it seems like I don't know. It just seems cool over there on the Supercross side of the world. I want to. I want to go to a race this year, but it sucks. We go to New York when they're in Minneapolis, and who knows? Maybe, maybe once the season's over, maybe Red Bull will take me to a to a Supercross race. Yeah, maybe we travel to Utah for the final final race. Yeah, and then give yeah, me a hat. That would be <laughs> <laughs> you give me a hat. <laughs> hey, okay. So I, I want to make a deal here. Oh boy! Right now, speaking of merch. <laughs> all right, all right. So you win the championship. We get a signed Red Bull helmet. 
Oh, do you have to give up my They're strict about it, so I, I can't give out anything. It's, it's just one of them things. It's a it's, it's an athlete only thing. You wouldn't be you'd be surprised how many of my friends are like, dude, let me get a hat. Like, oh, I want a helmet, and it's just like, hey, I I can't do that. It's it's a part of the contract, and it's it's, it's just. You know, it's one of the things that keep it as elite as it is. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't really, yeah. it's not like Monster. You see like everybody wearing Monster and stuff. Like it's pretty rare Ooh. to see re- real Red Bull stuff. Uh-huh. So, okay. Well, then we get a signed jersey. We, I can make a signed jersey. Okay, there we go. Sure. There we go. We got to keep growing <laughs> our collection here. Always, yeah, you and Lau are always killing it on the edit. Hopefully you guys can get to some races. I, I, I seriously cannot believe that you guys couldn't get in enough work uh, like gathered up because like the work you guys do is just it's unreal it's it's next level and I think our sport our sport truly does need that and that's what will grow our sport so I mean I am I love all that it's like and I really appreciate it and yeah I can I can get you guys taking care of a jersey it's just what what kind of jersey will you want like an old Judnick one or a championship one hopefully <laughs> championship one hopefully no, we oh, no, we yeah. will get the championship one. There we go. <laughs> How about that? We're speaking right. into existence. Yeah, yeah. We'll we'll make sure that'll get taken care of. Yeah. We'll get the championship three, and take care of you guys for sure. No, we three, appreciate three XL jersey. Three <laughs> XL. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he wants to wear it all. You're gonna see yeah. him at ERX for practice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'll be like, dang, Nick Lorenz got a little fluffy. Yeah. <laughs> Is that a parachute, bud? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah but yeah, i was uh, just gonna say we appreciate you too for supporting us the past two years you're always you're one of them you and Emel on the snowcross side really and elias yeah and elias yeah you guys definitely uh helped us you know get our foot in the door so you know we appreciate everything that you guys have done for us yeah no i hope you guys can make it to some and hopefully we can we can figure something out when that time comes i'll take care of you guys yeah, the plan, we and Jeffrey were talking about this. The plan was maybe if we can't make any of them, we're going to come to Lake Geneva for sure, I oh, think. perfect. Yeah. Yeah, Lake Geneva. Lake Geneva shouldn't be too far from you guys. How far is that, like three hours probably? Uh, three and a half, four, depending how we yeah. drive. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> depending how you drive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's uh, funny, but, huh. <laughs> I was looking at the, looking at the schedule. Um, but no, uh, Nick, Mr. Nicholas, thank you so much for joining us and taking time out of your day, uh, especially after a, a cold, rough weekend. And, and, you know, you're, you're uh, back at it again today. Uh, we really do appreciate it. Uh, this was something we want to venture into with some more snow cross. So we really appreciate uh, your time and uh, man, good luck the rest of the season. I think you're off to a hot start. And I hope you keep up the, that momentum and you stay pretty damn healthy. Perfect. Thank you guys. I appreciate it a lot. I, I love being a part of opportunities like this. So hopefully we can get a championship and maybe we can discuss all of that and <laughs> how the season went after all of that. That'd be cool to, you know, touch base, touch base again. Hell yeah. Yeah. That'd be awesome. <laughs> all right. Well, I'm going to get back to work. You have, Looks like the mechanics are about ready to do some more stars, so <laughs> I don't want to get yelled at. Yeah, all right, <laughs> all right. Homie. See you all later. Right. All right, thank thank you. you, guys. Bye. Wow, that was good. Uh, that that was, was good. Nick Lorenz, Red Bull athlete. Red Bull athlete. Can't Mr. get no merch. 
Nicholas Lorenz. Short on merch, but guess what? <laughs> Dude, the, why, he wins that why? championship, getting that jersey. <laughs> we're getting that jersey, not just you. We're, we're getting that jersey. I, I'm, I'm going to see what I can do. Yeah. Dude, I swear to God. He's going to come back with a hat or yeah. something. <laughs> I swear to God. Don't tell anybody. Yeah. Don't tell anybody. Yeah. Yeah. You'd be like, here, here, here you go. <laughs> you can't wear this, but you can have it. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be so pissed. <laughs> uh, telling them that i don't like supporting my drivers <laughs> yeah yeah no um i think what i like about uh, uh nick this year and compared to like the previous season is that i don't know it seemed like a lot of the people kind of had like orange on and uh and in his jersey that he has kind of seems to stand out it's like that red and white fxr jersey i think it's pretty slick oh yeah yeah well well they also switched up the rules this year so they actually got rid of that orange rule. Oh, thank God. Yeah, they yeah. had to wear orange for that. like safety reasons. Yeah, and they got rid of it this year. So now you, that's why you see a bunch of cool new colorways. Mm-hmm. And, and then, yeah, no, it's pretty badass. Dude, if, if, if I was out there, <laughs> I'd be in lime green. <laughs> if. 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 You mean if. when? Yeah. <laughs> The wind looked like a big old uh, fucking grape out on that, out on that <laughs> snowmobile, all bogged down. Wah, wah, yeah, yeah. It's like I thought that thing was a two-stroke. Yeah. Sounds like a four-stroke out there. Yeah, yeah. Do I get an exception? Get a six out of this because I'm a bigger guy? Yeah. Or? <laughs> Bump me up a few spots. Where's my handicap? Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but all right. Well, you know that was Nick Lorenz. That was Nick Lorenz. Yeah, that, that was, was uh, Snowcross, us dabbling in it. Um, it was a pleasure to watch, man. I, I really do enjoy Snowcross. And uh, um, it's a shame I couldn't make it because uh, my grandma, you know, said to be born 84 years ago, but it was a little selfish. <laughs> it was a little selfish. Um, plenty, plenty of other races to go to, guys. There's uh, seven more rounds. Yep. 14 more r- races left. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we got a full season ahead of us. Yep. Yep. So up next is. Uh Kyle Kleiman. Yes, yes. Up next, uh, special guest. Yeah, special, I special. Mm-hmm. You guys are special, gonna, special. You guys are going to enjoy this one. You guys will enjoy our Kyle Kleiman interview. Up next. Well, let's see. Let's but see no, I, I am. Uh, I'm fully excited uh, for Rush Part Two. I mean, like like you said, we've we've talked about what we want to do, and uh, you know, Rush Part Two is going to be about the Pro Two class. Yeah. And it is just an absolutely stacked class. And, and I think that, you know, this impulse show is starting off pretty hot with, uh, with pro two drivers. And, uh, I mean, we have another one today and, uh, this, uh, this one, very special guest. Uh, this man is a dream crusher specifically for men from Crandon, Wisconsin loves to crush the dreams of men from Crandon. He's ruthless and cold blooded, but He's a methodical, patient, and always cool, calm, and collected driver. Some call him the cucumber for being so chill. Oddly enough, this man also makes dreams come true. Recently, he traveled to the beaches of the Bahia Mueres, just north of Cancun, Mexico, to marry an absolute blonde bombshell. Uh, But the time for fun has passed. It's a new year, new him, hopefully. I saw glimpses of this generous man last year at Bark River, International Raceway when he and his family provided the First Nations people, the native people of this continent, shelter from the elements of Michigan. He's joining us from Wilson, Wilson, Michigan, 
He drives the number 42 Kenda Tire Back Pro 2. He's a 2016 Pro Light World Champion, the two time Pro Light Champion years 2017 and 2018. <sighs> he also won the 2020 Pro 2 Points Championship and the 2020 Forest County Potawatomi Cup Champion. Finished sixth in points in a very dramatic points championship last season in Pro 2. He is Kyle Klein. Wow, that was uh, that was quite the introduction, man. You made me feel good about myself. That was pretty cool. <laughs> well, hey, man. Hey, some, somebody's got to do it. Somebody's got to do it for yeah, me. Yeah, like, I think I need to hire you as like my hype man or something. That was, that was nice. <laughs> we are accepting offers. <laughs> we are accepting offers. Anytime someone, anytime you walk in somewhere, I'll be your guy. Oh, perfect. I love this. You know, if we would have got invited to your wedding, that would have been a perfect intro <laughs> oh, oh my god wow all right all right you know all right well, you know i seen i seen a bunch of pictures it was like i was there yeah yeah it's uh it was a good time man it was really fun uh best day of my life i'm super lucky to, to marry hunter and you know blessed uh, to uh enjoy that special day and stuff so yeah it was uh, it was a good time, you know. Yeah, you know. yeah congratulations, by the way. I, I yeah, guess yeah, I, man, congrats, I'm, dude. I'm over it, here just being selfish. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, the pictures, honestly, dude, the pictures looked absolutely incredible, man. And, and 100%, I don't think that I would have had the clothing uh, for that wedding. I mean, you guys looked absolutely dapper. Yeah, I mean, honestly, Hunter uh, headed up that entire thing, um, you know, from photographers and everything. So I didn't really have anything to do with it, as you could probably tell. But, uh, yeah, she she killed it with the planning, the picking out what we are going to wear and stuff. She uh, she obviously picked out what I wear and makes me look good because I don't know what the hell I'm doing. But uh, that's why I love her to death. She's uh, super supportive of everything I'm doing, and uh, I'm, I'm really lucky. So, yeah, it was, uh, it was a good time for sure. Yeah, I was going to say, I was like, did you even do anything? <laughs> it oh. sounds like she took care of a lot of it. Honestly, I had absolutely no time to do, like, do any of that. So uh, oh, okay. Okay. the fact that she was she was doing everything, I was like, you know, and she's got a full-time job and everything, too. So I was like, bless your heart, Hunter. I'm sorry. But, uh, you know, <laughs> this past year was was absolutely chaotic in, in every aspect of our lives. Hunter started a new job and I, you know, I have a full-time job as it is. So, you know, that's, uh, that's like a lot going on. And then we were building the house class race shop because everything's taken off with racing and stuff. And uh, the year we had was not the, the year that I've wanted and it was extremely frustrating. So trying to continuously counter back with everything that we were being thrown and all the adversity we had to go through and the failures and, and all that other stuff. It was, it was super frustrating. So I took off like every second of my moment. And it, I don't know, it was, it was a lot this year. It was, I think that probably translated into some of my troubles in, in my driving over the season. I was just, so much going on but uh you know 2022 man i'm feeling it it's uh i think it's gonna be a good year 
Yeah. Well, and, and that was something I was going to ask you then I was going to kind of jump into then was the, the 2021 season, you know, you uh, won the 2020 season in dramatic fashion, um, you know, coming down to, you know, that, that last couple laps, uh, you know, you win that, you win that big FCP cup race. And then this past season, you know, you, you struggled uh, quite a bit. And that was something I was going to ask was like, were those, off track things, uh, playing into, uh, some of your uh, problems that you're running into last season. Well, he didn't even start off the season too good. Didn't your truck start on fire during the practice? That, well, <laughs> <laughs> so that's what was crazy. You know, like 2020 was a hell of a year. Right. And like for the past six years that I've been racing, you know, I haven't been doing it that long, but, um, I'm, I guess I'm starting to establish myself and that's what we're, we're trying to do in the sport. And, I would obviously love to race for a living and, and just focus all my time and energy on that. Unfortunately, I can't right now. So I got a lot going on and a lot to juggle. But, uh, you know, we haven't finished out of the top two in a points championship since I pretty much started. And, uh, you know, so last year was super frustrating in, in every aspect. This is the first season that I haven't won a race. And I was like, dude, this is, this is, garbage like i fucking want this to be over with and uh you know like we did a lot of work to the truck we knew jared brooks was coming and you know keegan's always a contender for everything so he's he's always built in this program and, and he's super fast as well and, you know Corey's he's getting faster and faster and being more consistent so like he's somebody that's always got to watch right and be like all these guys the talent is there and we knew it was going to be a big year and i had to try to fight back and, and you know I wanted to repeat that championship and, and prove that we are contenders and stuff like that and there's always that underdog mentality that kind of followed me around and I'm like kind of like fuck that mm-hmm. I, I don't really like care for that because I'm just like why am I an underdog I mean I, I think if everybody knows how my program is going you know that there's reasons why I get that but I don't want it to ever reflect my driving in any aspect. So I really, really was hoping to do well last year. Uh, I That's just the competitive nature, and, you know, I never want to lose. And I'm probably harder on myself than anybody else. And, uh, yeah, it was just like one thing after another. We just couldn't – we started off the year. We did a lot of work to the truck. Mikey's been absolutely killing it with the this, this setups on the truck and – you know, I think we make a great combination where I can drive what he's given me and, and he's given me the best of what he has to offer and uh, or what I have to offer him for what he can actually do. But uh, we totally burnt that bitch to the ground <laughs> for, in practice. <laughs> so I was like, this is terrible. You know, it was and it was a mad dash. Like we had to thrash on this thing to get it ready for uh, the first rounds in Anago. And I'm like, you know, didn't really have any seat time for the changes that we made. We didn't have any, like, we didn't really know where we, where we were. I was just hoping that thing was going to, like, make a race, right? So getting comfortable back in the truck with the changes that we had, we kind of struggled the first round. And then the second round, like, in Anna, uh, the second day anyways, you know, it was going decent, not the greatest. I was just kind of, like, trying to hang in there. And then at the end, uh, the little bit of contact that was 
made it between Keegan Brooks. I totally blew up that, that shock. So I was like, I had to run that whole lap and a half, you know, with no rear shock. And I'm like, Oh my God, what's this thing doing? Like, this is terrible. Right. So that was why it was such a close finish at the end. I'm like, I, I can only do so much. So, yeah, you know, after that, we made more changes, but then that power steering, like we made changes to the dressing on the engine and we went, went with the new belt system and we thought it was an upgrade. Uh, clearly, I don't think it was. <laughs> so, and that's what we, we tr- like plagued us all year. We'd be running super fast, be second, third, or whatever, trying to, trying to get some wins down. And, uh, you know, like towards the end of the race, we'd blow power steering belt. Well, you can't drive these things at the level that they need to be drove with uh, no power steering. So that was like a super big bummer that kept putting us down. And, you know, it is what it is. We learned from it and we're moving on. But uh, this next year is going to be really interesting. I kind of got that fire lit under my ass again to mm-hmm. be like, you know, we are one of the top teams here. So let's uh, go out and prove that again. Yeah. I remember you uh, asking like, Hey, can you put a GoPro by my engine and we were like what <laughs> yeah yeah i, I do remember yeah, that's that. like i was at erx wasn't it <laughs> yeah. yeah and that's the that's what was stuck up like we the day before we were running second place or whatever and we were making a charge for first and i come over a jump and no power steering and i just go this is awesome like so and we didn't we couldn't figure out why it was doing it and because we've never had issues and and, uh, you know, the people that are, were helping us were like, we've never seen this before. So we kind of had to break new ground on, on our setup and, and get things dialed back in. And, you know, it just, it just took too long to get that done. And that kind of just threw our chances at a championship away. So it was a big bummer. I think I just got down on myself too. And everything that I had going on, like, you know, I, we built the shop. And we did it. My, I just did it myself. So like I had, you know, I work a swing shift. So I work days and nights and that's terrible. And then I'm trying to build this place. So we have a place to work on all this stuff. And uh, then trying to be competitive at the level that we need to be competitive. I was like, dude, this is, this is a lot going on. So I don't know. It was so, so do you think maybe that that was payback then for uh, for being a dream crusher in 2020? That you know maybe some of that kind of actually my no no I that is not no absolutely not because because you know obviously the year before we didn't get to race at Burke River but the year before that my rookie year in Pro Two yeah. I was leading the race in Burke River my hometown track. I remember Both days, that. <laughs> and Keegan passed me on like the last fucking corner each day, and I was like, he just ripped the fucking soul out of me, and I was like, I'm, I was like, no, this is never gonna happen again, not happening ever again. Like I, I will, I wanted revenge. That's all I wanted, and I think I got it. So. He's like, and I think I got it. <laughs> I remember. In 2019, when that happened, I just moved to Minneapolis and I was streaming it in my apartment. And so Keegan got bones. We do, we got a noise complaint. Like, our apartment got a noise complaint because, like, I, I'm sorry I'm saying this, Kyle, but like, I was cheering because you know, he's, he's a buddy of mine. And yeah. you're his big, 
you were his biggest rival, you know, biggest threat. And, you know, he got by you both days and, you know, I was, I was excited, but you know what? Maybe you're right. Maybe you're right because of that soul crushing <laughs> mo- moments. I literally, I've never had that happen. And, uh, you know, I like, I'm extremely competitive. I just like, there is no exception for losing. Like, and that's how I view it. So I'm probably, that's why I'm so hard on myself. Like people are like, man, you gotta like, you know, it, it's all good. Like Mike, I just remember after that first day, I was like, this will never happen again. Like I told myself that and I said it out loud and I'm like, I shouldn't have said that out loud. Like that's embarrassing. But I, uh, I was like, he's never gonna, I'll never lose a race in the last lap like that. And uh, guess what? The following day, it happened. So I was like, oh. yeah. And it was wild too. Cause like how he passed you on that first day, he like set up again the second day, but he went, I think he went down low or went back up high and you thought he was doing the same move. Cause I remember watching that and I was like, that was, that was a nasty move. Yeah. So like the first day I like, they, they were watering the corner, the inside super heavy and then it was blue groove. So it was like glass, so you couldn't run it. So I was like, all right, I'm running the, the fast line. And I just left the door open too much. And he snuck in. And I was like, that was a hell of a pass. Like, I can't even be mad. But obviously I am. Like, fuck you. And then the next day, I was like, all right. All right, we would bend down this road. Don't do this again. And when I came in, I couldn't get the truck rotated enough. And I was struggling with the push all year with that thing. And you know, trying to get used to the truck. I mean, it was my rookie year in Pro 2, and I was just happy being able to compete at the level I was competing at. I was like, I didn't know if I was going to get locked on or what. And, uh, you know, lesson learned twice. So There seems to be a lot of, uh, you know, nice, I think, nice little passes at Bark River. So, like, obviously when when Jarrett – got by Keegan just before that comp yellow, you know, he gave him a little tap inside. And for some, even, even like objectively, I've said that, you know, it I thought it was a great race move, but the series was like, no, no. And they gave it back to Keegan. Like, what are your, I don't know if you're able to see it um, or hear about it or I, watch it, but what, what did you think? Yeah. So I, there's like a lot that goes in all that, right? Like, we would have to go back to Anago and we knew that this was going to be a crazy year, right? Everybody wants to win a high level competition coming in. So like it's kind of gloves off and it's, it's Midwest versus the West guys. Like that's how it's, we've, yeah. there's always been that rivalry. So like everybody knew it was going to be some probably trauma going on. So like that first move happened in Anago where Keegan kind of, you know, maybe a little bit aggressive, but it was, mm-hmm. it was still, it was still like door to door, right? It was just unfortunate that the way they connected, Brooks kind of spun out a little bit, and I think that just set the tone for the whole year. Like they're like, oh yeah, like this is gloves off, right? So I, I kind of see where Brooks. I think it was a good pass. I think it was clean. It was aggressive, but that's the thing. Is like if you're not going to do something. If you're not going to squash that right away in the beginning of the season, then that's uh, that is, I don't know, 
Like, that's just how it's going to go, man. Like, we are all aggressive. And I think, like, even for myself, I'm a super clean driver. If you're going to pass me clean, I'm going to pass you clean. And, like, I've shown that before with uh, being behind Keegan and Lena that one time. And, like, I think I was faster than him that day, but I just couldn't get around him clean. And I wasn't going to throw it in on him type deal. So, you know, this year I was kind of like, all right, we're all kind of being aggressive. It's time to, like, put the elbows up. And, uh, you know, I... I don't know what it was, but like everybody was aggressive and then everybody just turned into, it seemed like everybody kind of turned into like fucking babies. So I was like, <laughs> so I'm just like, what's going on here? Because I was listening to your guys' talk, you know, the podcast, like before when you guys are talking and we'll bring up a little incident at Elk River, you know, Earmax. when we were Earmax. going into the split. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you know, and uh, if you actually watch the footage closer, we are all coming into that corner, and I'm trying to get on the inside of Corey Whitmer. Then Keegan kind of came in. I don't know if he kind of misjudged my projection of my line trying to come in on Corey, but we connected mid-corner. That pushed me out and threw me into Corey, and I was like, okay, hello. And now we're going into the split lane and I'm like, well, I'm not giving this up. Like I have the inside. So what people don't see it is in that split lane. I mean, if you're not in that first groove and you hit that soft cushion, they'll just suck you out and throw you into the bank. So when we made contact, he was out into the fluff and then that's what sucked him into the bank. I was like, I didn't think I slammed him up there, but. It was definitely perceived a different way or whatever, but I was like, hey, I don't know. And then there was just a bunch of stuff going on throughout the season. I was just like, I probably got the bad rap of re- on the receiving end of being aggressive or some in some way. Maybe it was because of the struggles that we were having and stuff that I was made me look desperate or something. But I was like, I don't know. Everybody else is kind of throwing some shit in there. And I was just like, if you think you're going to throw something at me and I'm not going to throw it back, like it's definitely coming back. So I don't know. I, I kind of think all that stuff is pretty funny when, when things, when people do stuff and they go, Oh my bad. And then all of a sudden, like it happens to them instead of just accepting it. It's like kind of piss them on about it and not saying, not calling out anybody in particular. Cause yeah. You know, Ooh, I don't want to do that, ooh, but ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> no, who are you talking yeah, about? No, yeah. <laughs> and uh, and and not just because you're uh, not just because you're you know uh, our, our guest today, but I did happen to actually go back and watch the ERX race, and I mean, I, I think objectively at the end of the day, both you guys are trying to get in the same lane at the same time, and it's such a narrow lane that shit like that's going to happen. I mean, I, I don't yep. think you were like, hey, fuck you, trying to like push you up into the. Fluff, it's at the end of the day, you guys are trying to get through that lane, and both of you were trying to get through the lane at the same time. Yeah, for sure. And like, Tig and I have talked about this, and we have a lot of respect for each other, and I have a lot of respect for the whole Kincaid family. Like, you know, they're, they are great people, and they're really competitive and uh, very understanding in a lot of ways. And, you know, I'm happy that he had the year that he had, and, um, you know, where his program is going. I'm definitely, Love to see success 
for other drivers and stuff. And, uh, you know, I'm not trying to say that he was complaining by any means. That's not what he was doing. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, the, I, no, I, so. I really do appreciate you guys' uh, rivalry. I mean, you guys have been going at it for, for a while. And, and, and it's not like you guys have been, you know, butting heads, but you guys have been on the same track. Um, mm-hmm. you know, the same class for a while, you know, back in, I mean, 2014, geez, that pro light class was absolutely stacked. You know, you had, yeah. uh, you know, CJ Greaves, um, Keegan Kincaid, Doug Matag, Jarrett Brooks, you know, you were in that class. I mean, Brad Lovell, it was such a stacked yeah. class and, uh, you know, and, and, and this is kind of leading into a, a bigger question, but with how stacked that class was and the absolute drama that happened in 2020, 2021, you know, coming into 2022, do you feel that with all that experience that you are ready and prepped for tw- and, and with your house now have being built and now that you're married, <laughs> uh, do you think 2022 is, is you're prepared for it with all that experience? I think so. Yeah. I think it was a big learning curve, uh, throughout the whole year, you know, not getting wrapped up and, and being pissed off about what people say or whatever and, and kind of combating like the drama that comes with racing or whatever is going on. Uh, the struggles that we've had to work through that I've really never had. And, uh, you know, I think it just shaped our program into just being better, even though we were, you know, pretty good. I, I think we've somewhat established that a couple of times, but I don't know. It's, uh, I think it's going to be a really exciting and interesting year for 2022. I think there's going to be a lot of people coming out swinging and a lot of people that have kind of redefined and, and know, now we know what to expect, right? Like we got to see a little bit of everybody. Mm -hmm. And uh, so now we can kind of just take that, do our homework and and get after it in 2022. Yeah. Yeah, no. Oh, go ahead, Jeffrey. Oh yeah. Well, um, kind of go back to the, to the incidents, you know, um, the crazy thing is, is you guys, they have like 20 plus trucks on a track on a small track. And they, and everyone thinks that it's going to be all clean and everything. Well, obviously <laughs> if you, obviously if you want to make some moves, you're going to have to, you know, put it in, you know, you're going to have to yeah. do a little rubbing. And, yeah. uh, do you, and 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 I, and I remember at ERX when I because uh, I posted that video, I was like, "Oh, racing is is tense, and racing is you know like, you know, race is getting good." And I remember you commenting on our post. You were like, "Well, did you see the corner before that?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then I even I reached out and asked for the footage because I was like, I was I was a little surprised from my ass. I was like, "Bro, making me look bad here." Wow. I thought we were friends. <laughs> <laughs> well, it wasn't. It, then, uh, it wasn't supposed to be like that. It was like, hey, you know, racing is awesome. Like people need yeah. to watch this shit. You know, like yeah, I wasn't trying. Guys, to, yeah, it's yeah. like they're racing hard. They care, man. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think that's what like that's what makes this sport so awesome. And I, it's awesome to see that more because people want to see like what goes on behind the scenes and like what's going on with the drivers and, and stuff like that. And I think that just adds to what we're doing we're putting on a really good show and you know showing like all these great companies off and stuff like that and uh you know it's not like it was just uh i mean there was a lot of a lot of stuff between a lot of different drivers that was going on this year and i think it was very interesting to see 
how it all unfolded and how the season ended, you know? Yeah. And um, like I said, back to those contact rules, I mean, do you think the officials were right on most of them or do you think that, you know, were their calls like iffy? Uh, it's, that's like a, a two way street, I guess. It's like one of those things where they have to make that decision in like less than a minute. Right. So like they got to figure out and find this footage and see what's going on. It's not like the NFL, right? Like they don't have all these camera angles and they can't call timeout. So like they have to make the decisions that they see at the time. And if I kind of trust what they're doing, I mean, the series is, is uh, trending in the right direction and the officiating has been like, you know, pretty good. Uh, so I don't know. I think that they're doing the best that they can. I don't think everybody's going to win on the calls that they make. There's going to be somebody that's going to get the shit end of it. So, uh, you know, it's tough. It's really tough to say if that was the right call or not. But I think they're doing the best they can with what they have. And uh, I think people got to learn to kind of respect that they have to make those choices and they're put in that position. Mm-hmm. So... One more, one more question here is: What are your thoughts on the Daily Pentacle incident? On the what? On Daily's? Oh, uh, like we we know that Daily was a yeah. little little crazy out there, I guess, if you will. But do you think he yeah, deserved what I, he what he got for I, the last race? I think if it was taken care of and maybe a little bit better manner like it kind of got pushed right to social media right and then it got everybody else involved yeah and it was like i don't think it needed to get to that i think if they both sat down and and took care of that situation kind of behind the scenes and within between the series and in the program Mm -hmm. i think that would have been a better route to go about it uh do I necessarily think that he should have like got the repercussions that he got of? Probably not, but they're going to have their reasons for doing it. And, you know, where do they draw the line? Like they got to draw it somewhere. They can't just uh, let anybody do whatever they want. Yeah. And so that's, that's kind of a, a two way street. It's pretty tough to make a call if that was like right or wrong, you know? Well, and I think that was something that I asked Jeffrey too, is do you think that maybe that there was a bit of a different perspective on it where if you're getting into somebody at the front of the pack compared to getting into somebody at the back of the pack, do you think that maybe that there's a different skewed perception there then? Uh, There shouldn't be, right? Like, it doesn't matter if uh, a dirty move happened in the back or the front, it should be called out. I mean, do uh, it's, it's weird, man. Like it's so hard to like answer that question because when you are in like the top five, the racing's totally different. Like it's typically cleaner. Maybe until you get to the end of the race, you might start seeing some shots taken or something. Mm-hmm. But it's like an all out fucking war when you're, out of that like fourth fifth place spot it's like i'm like i like if i if i'm in the back and i gotta work my way through the pack i'm like get the fuck away from me like that's how it is like i i just want to sneak through here and get back to where i feel like i should be with the speed i'm carrying 
I don't need you blocking me and like putting me into a wall for no reason. Like I'm not fighting for seventh place. That's not <laughs> no, can we so, can we insert the R. Kelly sours? Like, fight for my fucking life, man. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, uh, I don't know. I mean, it, it, yeah, I mean, it's and, and the hindsight is obviously always twenty twenty. You know, when you look back on uh, on you know just racing incidents, and, and it's easier to to review. Um, all that stuff and you know just kind of looking back then on on you know the 2020 season was it came down to the to the very last race very last couple laps I mean same thing with 2021 you know mm-hmm. the very last it was so dramatic with Jarrett falling out and then you know Keegan needing to be in front Corey needing to be in a certain area and there was that buffer of you know Keegan Mickey you and Corey um, with your guys' rivalry, how come how come you just didn't let old old Corey Winter by? Uh, <laughs> well, the, the, you could just oh, whoops, over rotated. Yeah, well, you know the way season going and stuff. Uh, Hunter's like, if you don't get on the podium, we'll just call the wedding off. And I was like. Wow, wow, Tito. That sounds like a, a sorry, lonely life. Hey, buddy. <laughs> hey, Corey, they got to be buddy, so... Uh... Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But actually... <laughs> People are probably going to hate me for that, but... <laughs> no. She, she's awesome. But uh, no, honestly, it was it was kind of a weird situation that we were in uh my spotter which is mikey came over at the halfway and he's like you know Corey's behind you we're trying to figure out some numbers and stuff on if you know if he got around you that he'd win the championship but he's like but we're and we're still going right like i'm i'm like checking temps like just pretty crazy just because we're at halfway doesn't mean we're just sitting there waiting to get going again i'm like yeah re-evaluating this whole race like how am i gonna get faster right and uh (laughs) That's, uh, they kind of brought it up and then we were getting to the, like the, the mandatory cost or like we're about to get going again. And like, he was like, oh man, like we can't worry about it too much, blah, blah. blah. And that's kind of what his water was saying and stuff. And, and realistically Corey's, you know, he's an awesome guy and he's, he's a fast driver and he's very competitive. And I don't know if he would have really like graph if you won a championship because I would have like gave him that position. I don't know if he would have felt like he full out like earned that, you know, like he that's he's competitive like that. And uh I know I wouldn't want to do that. Like I'd be like, well hey man, if you just if you beat me, like that's what it is, right? Like I gotta be faster or whatever to to win that championship. And I've been put in that position and uh 2018 our last uh pro life points championship i came down to the final race i was like i have to win this race like i have no option i have to win it to win this points championship so and that was the same thing with 2020 like having to be keegan and everything that was going on like i had to win to, to win that championship and uh you know that feeling is way more gratifying than if uh if it was like somebody kind of, you know, just slightly over rotated on purpose. Yeah. <laughs> well, and, and that, well, and that's another thing too. Like you have to still perform at your level 
you know, to gain, yeah. Yeah. you know, traction or for into the unco- oncoming season, yeah. you know, so. Yeah. And like for me, you know, I, we kind of started from not much and the only way I got to where I am now is by winning. Like my first championship in pro life, we won like 10 out of 13 races. So like I didn't get where I am today just by like, I didn't have a shitload of money just laying around. It was like, Hey, I'm going to go buy the best of the best and go win. That's not where I, that's not how I got where I am today. I had to go win races and improve myself and companies like Kenda, man, they, uh, they've been backing me and, uh, make it possible for me to go out and race and put on a really good show. I'd love to just keep building and growing this program and, and, uh, gaining more traction and stuff with, uh, within the sport. And that's kind of where I'm, I'm really headed because my day, my day job fucking blows. So I don't want to keep doing that. Yeah. Well, and, and I think that that's two other lanes I think we want to get into as well. But I think the first one now that you brought up um, sponsors is that, you know, earlier you had mentioned that people sometimes still view you as an underdog, despite how successful you've been and consistently successful. Uh, do you think it's because of the, the, the sponsorships or, or, or I guess lack of sponsorships that because you don't have like a, uh, you know, uh, a Lucas Oil, a Monster, you know, you don't have those big names that maybe they feel that, that you're an underdog? Yeah, for sure. And I think that's, you know, definitely where that comes from. Because, like, if you compare my equipment to maybe somebody else's or whatever, it's definitely not going to be, like, the same. It's really good shit because Mikey, that's what Mikey does. He builds really good stuff and just because it's older, it doesn't mean it's faster. You just got to be able to confine your driving abilities to make that stuff work. You can't just be a cut and dry driver and be like, Hey, this is a setup I want. And if it doesn't work, like you got to be able to conform to that. And that's where I think my driving ability has gotten me where I am. And, uh, you know, it, it sucks, but you know, we make the best of everything and, that's why we're out winning races. So, mm-hmm. yeah, no, I, I mean, I, I think it's pretty impressive. I mean, you you've been sponsored by uh, Ponzi and uh, and Kenda Tire, and mm-hmm. man, I remember like when you were starting to contend with Keegan and Pro Light. You know, obviously, I've been watching a long time, and that first season, I think you were contending. I think it was twenty. 15 maybe i think he eventually left the pro light but i mm-hmm. <laughs> remember thinking i was like who the fuck is this guy i was like where yeah. is this guy coming from i was like where is wilson michigan i think nobody knows where that is <laughs> yeah <But> you yeah. <laughs> but you have constantly and consistently always been near the front and you know i i have to say and agree that i don't think that you're getting your fair share of, of credit for how good of a driver you are for how much you've you know, been consistently successful. And, um, you know, I, I really hope that that changes for, you know, guys like you, because, you know, that's what makes the sport better is, is when the, is when the pro two field is stacked, you know, when you've got, you know, Keegan, Ryan beat, um, but then you've got guys like, you know, yourself, Corey, that are, you know, great guys, great drivers, but sometimes you just maybe need that little, that little bit. And, and I think you can make it even more dramatic, I guess. 
Oh yeah, for sure. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, that's just the challenges of, of establishing yourself, yourself in the sport and, uh, growing your programs. I mean, like, you know, Kincaid's have been around for a long time. Like Greaves has been, they've been around for a long time and they've built their, their programs up and I applaud them for everything. They, they had to start from somewhere and it was the same way we started. So, uh, you know, I wouldn't ever take away anything from those guys that have been able to build these really big and, and awesome programs and where they've gotten themselves. And, uh, I think we're just in that process of, of doing the same thing. We just got to keep it going and keep winning and, and, uh, holding yourself in the spotlight and, uh, you know, cause people want to win races. People don't want to take second place. So. Oh man. <laughs> I used to tease Keegan so much about how often that he would take second place. I mean, really, <laughs> I remember I would tease him so much. And then I did a, a standup comedy show and I ended up taking second place and he fucking roasted the shit out of me he was like oh in second place ain't so bad now is it <laughs> and he's like he's like well now look who's taking second can't can't win and i was like i've just been hanging out with you too much i guess <laughs> oh yeah. But, yeah. no i did i i i have to give it to that kid that fucking kid man he is i i don't know how he's consistently good at a lot of the stuff that he does. Like when he plays call of duty, I, I don't know where that comes from. Do basketball, uh, football. I mean, he's, all right. you know, I was there, I was there protecting him, uh, like, like driving, like fucking bowling. I mean, who's good at bowling. This stupid kid is just, I'm gonna, I'm I don't know. Yeah. But, um, uh, well, we got two questions, Jeffrey, and uh, yep. I don't know which one you want to ask, uh, touching on the schedule or, uh, that, that home life of Mr. Mr. Kleiman. Yeah, let's uh, get into the home life. The home life. The home, uh, the behind the, the scenes, life. you know, like the, like you said, like, you know, you were yeah, struggling I mean, out on the track and people probably seen it, but they probably thought it was more, like I said, in the pits struggling. Yeah. But mm-hmm. people don't mm-hmm. realize, like you said, you were getting married, you're building a house slash race shop, you know, yeah. you're dealing, you know, you have a full-time job even. Yeah, full-time yeah. job, man. Yeah. What, what's going on? Yeah, so... I work, uh, you know, at a, a paper mill up in this area. I used to work for our family business and, and wear loggers and stuff. And uh, I help them out whenever I can and stuff. But uh, I was putting in a lot of hours doing that. And I was like, I can't keep doing this. Like, I got to do something else. And I went to the paper mill. We still, you know, we work 12-hour shifts and it's swing shifts. So I'll be like, working weekends and days and nights and I go back and forth, like, you know, to kind of break it down. And I, and I do all the prep on the truck. So like Mikey does fine tuning stuff that I, you know, I trust him on. And then I got just a bunch of dudes, like my buddies that are, uh, are working with me and helping me pick up the slack that I'm creating or whatever, having to work my day job or, Go off and do other projects. I mean, building this thing. I don't know how to build a fucking building. So I had to figure it out. So uh, it's been a huge learning curve and a process that's taken, you know, a lot of time to do all that. So you can, you only have so much time in a day. And, you know, I was 
burning every minute of that of those days that I had off. So like for instance when I remember having to go down to Mikey's after a night shift and I just didn't go to sleep. I stayed up and I worked on the truck the whole time and then all the way out and through the night and I was like I was up for like thirty eight hours straight and I was like this oh. like this is not fun. <laughs> and I love obviously you doing this. <laughs> Yeah, and I'm just like, it obviously starts to wear you down, right? Like, I was like 220 starting the year, and then at the end of the year, I was like 190. So, you get, uh, you can definitely burn yourself out, and people don't really understand that when you have a full time job and you got all this other stuff going on, and, and uh, then you're trying to compete at the level that you're competing at. It, uh, it's a lot, it's a lot of work, and you know, you have to depend on people. I have an amazing crew, an amazing family that's been supporting me throughout this entire time. And uh, I wouldn't be where I am if it wasn't for the people in my life that were helping me get here. So hats off to everybody that's been helping me. But uh, yeah, it's, that's just like a small glimpse of of what we deal with, uh, you know, with with uh, our personal lives. Like I'm, I'm doing everything else that everybody else is doing and then tack on racing and, and whatever other crazy life events and projects that you got going on. I mean, we getting married and building in one year for somebody that's working a normal job is still a lot. Like that's quite a bit to do. And then tack on running a race program on top of that is like, holy shit. So, and you know, me, having the opportunities that I've had, I can, you know, jumping from pro life to pro two has helped my program and, and racing and Cody, you know, he's taken over, he's trying to take over the business and stuff and he had a kid and he was building as well. So he took some time, you know, to grow his family and spend that time with his family and the racing kind of seen the end of that. So he, uh, he gets out there when he can. I know he'd love to, to race again and, you know, if I, we can build the program up and we can come back, that would be obviously awesome. And that's what we want. But, uh, you know, it's, it's a lot, it's a lot for sure. And you just deal with it. You work through it. And that's why I'm so blessed to have Hunter. She, uh, she's a trooper. She doesn't see me often. So, so yeah. But Hey man, uh, ever since, you know, you, uh, kind of, you know, entered the racing scene and, and, you know, I've been a role with, uh, with my buddy Keegan, you know, it's, it's honestly though been, um, pretty cool kind of getting to know you a little bit more, uh, seeing, you know, you and, and, and cause you always had, you know, that quiet demeanor, but then, you know, I got to know you a little more last year. Um, and, 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 and it's been awesome, um, to kind of see how your life is going to compared to like other people. And, and, and it's awesome to see, you know, how hard you're working, the hours, you know, the, the success and, and, and I'm pretty happy for you. And, and, you know, I was until you, until you were like, Oh, you know, it's two twenty, And I was like, okay, man, like, fuck this guy. Like <laughs> he's complaining about two twenty. <laughs> hey, I'm trying to put weight on, man. I'm trying to put weight on. I was like, I'm carrying the steering wheel and like, we we're still struggling with the power steering and it's not as smooth as I wanted it to be. It was like, it was like I almost ripped the wheel out of my hands and I'm like, dude, I'm not that fucking small. Like, come on. Like, I can't be just ripping it out of my hands. Like, it made me feel like a little girl or something. But 
Yeah, I was, I was supporting you, dude. I even got your Kyle Kleiman shirt on that while we we're doing for, this interview. That he got for free. Where, where's my yeah. shirt at? Like, this guy. I don't know. Like, You know, it's funny you say that because I was, I was like looking through number plates the other day or whatever. <laughs> and I'm like, dude, I don't even have a chance. Like, my Pro 2 championship number plates. I was like, where did those go? And I, I remember I gave them all away. Like, I had to give Mike one because he built a truck. And, like, he's obviously the reason why I have success in Pro 2. So I was like, all right, I got to give him one. And then you guys came up to me and cried, and I was like, oh, I got you guys. I got you. And then uh, I was like, yes. there's only two of them. We do have it. It's, it's he's complaining about T-shirts. He gets a free fucking championship plate. Unbelievable. It's signed. It's yeah. like from Kyle Climate to my favorite Indians. Yeah, it better be plural. It better be Indians. <laughs> well, me and Lyle at the time. <clears throat> no. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> That's why I said it's plural. It can still be us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, dude, thank you so much for uh, taking time out of your day. I, I know you said you just started your uh, your off week, and um, I really do appreciate you uh, calling in and, and agreeing to be on our, <laughs> our little get-together yeah. show. Yeah, you know, when uh, I heard you guys were doing this, I was like, oh, that would be cool. Those guys, those guys are pretty cool, you know. And then I had reached out, and then I seen you guys through a couple of episodes out, and I was like, wow, I'm the little <laughs> kid on the end of the bench. That coach <laughs> forgot about me. Coach and then when you texted me, I was like, oh, my God, it's like fourth quarter, 12 seconds left in the game, and I'm going in. I'm ready. I'm ready, coach. And uh, Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy I was to like, be hey, on. Can you go in tomorrow? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, uh, hell yeah. So, no, I appreciate it, guys. Uh, everything that you guys are doing is, is super awesome. Uh, I mean, you guys have been absolutely killing it in the media game. And, uh, you know, it's, it's really cool to be a part of. So, hope everything takes off, man. Yeah, thanks, man. That means a lot. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. Yeah, we're the underdogs, too. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we know how it feels. <laughs> uh, well. but- All right, brother. All right, peace. All right, later. All right, peace. Man, that that was good. It was good. I, I enjoy catching up with Kyle. Kyle's a good guy. Yeah, man. I mean, like like I had said, when that whole like you know, it, it's not like they they didn't like each other. It was just obviously on the track when my friend is racing against someone else, and they're consistently <laughs> there, and like you know, like my friend's not winning because of this guy. I'm like. Fuck this guy. But <laughs> but then, you know, you, what I've loved about doing this, the the, the camera stuff and even this uh, this podcast stuff is just kind of getting to know them and seeing them, you know, for who they are. And and Kyle, it's he's such a great dude. Yeah. And I'm not just saying to blow smoke up his ass because he's he's our he's our guest. Um, he's just always been a, a really good dude. He's been a good dude to me. And, um, you know, it, it's I think we face this dilemma um this past season where you interview these guys they're genuine humble good dudes and then you but you're pulling for them every single one of them yeah. out on the track <laughs> yeah no, but it, you don't know who you want to win <laughs> yeah no it definitely gets uh gets hectic well because even with uh you know i'll stir it up say even when keegan you know or when jared uh hit keegan you know in bark river yeah. You know, I was generally pissed at Keegan because I'm like, why is he trying to dispute it? It was a good racing pass. Or why, <laughs> why, you know, why is Jeff even, you know, yeah. complaining about the hit? You know, it was a good racing pass. 
you know, and I get it. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not the one spending, you know, thousands of dollars every weekend for the race program and everything. And, and, you know, I'm legitimately, you know, not only a media person, but I'm also a big fan of the sport. So like for me, I, yeah. I thought it was good. And to see, I guess the outcome different than what I thought should have happened, you know, that's where in the end where I was just like, Oh man, well that sucks. Now we don't know if Keegan could have got the pass back. You know what I mean? Cause it was right you know, before competition yellow. So, <laughs> and I do think that that's a really good point, you know, where it's easy for us to just be like, you know, Oh, that was a racing pass. Like, like, why are you disputing it? That's not again. That's not our money. Yeah, exactly. To sit back and be like, you know, that's, that's not our money. Like we're, we can just enjoy the, the show that's being put on, but behind the scenes, like, Hey man, like that shit might cost money. Like, you know, there, there might be, finishing first finishing second obviously points came down to a big deal yeah so i mean i i guess you can't really you know beg on it too bad you're all you know you're always wanting to put your driver in the best position and if somebody even does a clean pass you know you're gonna be like hey man (laughs) like that's a (laughs) shitty pass and and until they're like you know hey like that's a clean pass you know, you're always going to put up the, Hey, like, like that's a shitty pass kind of thing. So yeah. <laughs> it's, it's strategy. I mean, I, I get it, but yeah. Yeah. No, I got a little taste of that last night. You know, um, I had my first, uh, I racing event. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> How'd that go last night? I, Oh man, you should have streamed it. I wanted uh, to watch it. Um, I didn't race. <laughs> I got nah. to, I got to practice and everything. And then when it came to race time, I wasn't, uh, I didn't have my ducks in a row when I thought I had them in a row. I forgot to send uh, an invite or I forgot to accept the invite to the actual event, the (laughs) series. And obviously when you have 80 racers trying to get in, you know, the, the owner or the, you know, the admin can't add everyone at once and the admin is racing himself. So he's busy doing other things. And yeah, but no, it, it was fun. I mean, practicing with, you know, 60 trucks on the track, you know, got a little hectic. So, but no, it, it was definitely fun. You know, I racing, I understand a little bit of it now because you have to participate every move that the driver in front of you is doing. And the driver could be yeah. a noob like me. Yeah. You know, so I'm following a guy into a corner and he breaks way earlier than I do. And I fucking ass rammed him. And I'm like, oh, fuck. <laughs> you know, like, I shouldn't have been following him to begin with. I should have had a different line. You know, so it's little things. Yeah. You know, I'm just a media guy, so I got a little taste, like a, a half a percent taste of what these guys go through. And, you know, it's pretty fun. We got a race next Thursday, so I'm I'm planning on racing it at Bark River. So, uh, yeah, there's a lot of things I want. Well, we are playing Call of Duty earlier today. <laughs> and, no, that's not all we do. We have jobs <laughs> yeah we actually work yeah but but for the most part it's hard because i want to tell you some of this stuff and i'm like no this would be good good for the podcast <laughs> yeah yeah no and 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 it's awesome because i mean obviously it's racing related but uh getting that little like taste uh of, of i racing uh do, did you hit turn one in crandon flat-footed flat or no footed. six gear hundred and six gear like 115 miles per hour fucking sideways bro sideways right how yeah. how easy was that pretty easy super easy right I, yeah i wasn't nervous at all yeah see <laughs> uh, that's that's what i'm saying like if i was actually put in that position you know i i had a a, a very 
foolish friend that was like, Hey Tito, you know, I bet you a thousand dollars that you can't hit turn one flat footed. And I'm like, fucking bet dude, get me, get me in a pro vehicle. I guarantee I'm hitting turn one flat footed a hundred percent without a doubt. A thousand bucks. Easy. Uh, that's funny. Would you? Yeah. Yeah. No, dude. No. Dude, throw me in a pro four. I'm hitting turn one flat footed. You couldn't even keep a camera straight. (laughs) Because there were rocks coming at me. (laughs) You think you can hit a corner going flat footed? Oh, dude, dude, easy, easy. I did it in dirt the first game, first racing game. I can do it in real life. Uh, No, but uh, no, last night was hectic. I mean, for everyone. Uh, trying to get in, you know, computer stuff. And it was just, it was wild. Yeah. It was wild, but it, no, it was fun to get a taste. You know, my first, well, would have been my first race, but you know, just uh, testing it out. And, and it is funny because we're in discord and everything and just hearing everyone bitch because, you know, there's like 20 trucks in every heat. Yeah. And just hearing, you know, people in the back, well, this guy punted me. It's like, dude, the top four going to the main. You weren't even close. <laughs> guy in 16th. Yeah. I was racing for 15th. That fucking guy brake checked me. Yeah. Like, weren't you like 23 seconds behind? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, no, it, it's fun. Um, I'll I'll be having it on my, well, I have a link on my on my uh, Facebook page. And probably sneaky my Instagram. Link? Yeah, sneaky link. Sneaky link. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah. Um, but in other news, besides my horrible fail at my first race, um, Snowcross starts tonight. Well, Friday. Ooh, Snowcross, yeah, starts tonight. Yep, uh, January the 7th. night we're recording this. Yep, January 7th. Uh, starts in Shakopee, Minnesota, yes. Canterbury Park. Yeah, right down the road from you. Right, right down the road from me. And, of course, uh, unfortunately, I won't be able to attend. I have my grandmother's birthday uh, dinner this weekend. So uh, your boy's heading back. To the uh, to the res, yep, and then uh, the homeland, some, the home, the motherland, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then uh, getting getting some din din. Yeah. My uh, my grandma. Very nice. See you at the bar. I don't know if that has to do with anything. I, mean, I just I worry about you. <laughs> you worry about me, you know. You still haven't paid me that forty dollars for that gambling problem you have. I haven't seen. Well, I'll pay you on Sunday on your way back home. Mm-hmm. Are you going to be late for breakfast again? I had stuff to do. Oh, here we go. <laughs> I was 10 I, minutes late. I was like, hey, I was like 10 o'clock. Oh, be there, bro. Be there. Oh, no. I was like an hour late, wasn't I? No, no, no. You were like, you're like 10 minutes Was late. I? Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, I got pushed back an hour. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I was we said 11, late. I think. <laughs> and I was Maybe still late. 11. <laughs> it was still late. <laughs> But no, no. So Snowcross starts, uh, you know, so tune into that at flowracing.com or they have an app too. Um, yep. Uh, well, by the time that this comes out, the first race will have been done. Yeah. Um, but you got seven rounds left um, going all the way to end of what? March, right? March, yep. Yep. Well, and, and that's another thing too. We're going to try to maybe sneak in some Snowcross racers and everything in. So uh, for our two listeners that listen, Obviously, one of them's Kyle climbing now, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, and and uh, and Hunter, but uh, you know, like I said, tune into that and uh, you know, keep up to date, and we'll do our best to you know get some snowcross racers on and and go from there. Who knows? Maybe we'll have a off road racer on and then to a snowcross. 
Yeah, to Snowcross. I mean, the, the Snowcross racer I'm really excited for, up and coming, uh, Dallas Carlson. I mean, the boy's oh. ripping from what <laughs> I, I see. Yeah, for a three-year-old? <laughs> Did you see uh, Andrew Snap? He was like, oh, man, I can't wait till he hits the – till his uh, feet touch the floorboards. <laughs> And I was like, this guy, I was like, Christ. Kid is, kid is fearless, man. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. I actually, yeah, it's going to be exciting watching, I guess, his life, watching his life and career grow as a young, young, young buck. Yeah. Well, and the thing of it too is hopefully that, you know, guys that are around it don't get too burnt out on it either. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. But I obviously Andrew being his daddy, you know, really heavily involved into action sports stuff. So. It'll be yeah. fun, you know, especially with, I guess, the connection Dallas's dad has, you know, it's going to be a fun, a fun life for him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, who knows? Maybe, uh, maybe we'll have Andrew Carlson on one day. Oh, well, uh, oh, uh, why are you winking at me? <laughs> 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 but, uh, but yeah, I mean, other than that, dude, it was a good episode. It was, it was a really good episode. I enjoyed it. Um, lots of laughs and, and we appreciate people who, um continue to to join in um yeah you know kyle Kleiman. um i had a had a rough 2021 year um a lot going on you know with the you know building the house getting married um just having gremlins all season you know despite coming off that uh 2020 dramatic season and and kind of redeeming himself after uh, after bark river you know look he's uh looking forward to 2022 uh, a lot of momentum, a lot of that stuff I think is off his back. Yep. And, um, you know, he wasn't, he wasn't in the picture too much. So I think it'll be interesting to see how that points championship is going to, going to go between, you know, if we have the returning people, Keegan Brooks, uh, you know, beat do Mickey Thomas, Corey winner, you know, Kyle Kleiman. I, I think that that's going to be, you know, uh, a crazy season. Um, you know, that sponsorship game, hopefully that, that, that gets better for him. Um, you know, and, and his home life, a pretty, pretty fucking busy guy, but you know, he's making it work. Um, pretty happy go lucky guy. And, 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 um, pretty, uh, been pretty awesome to, to have him on and, and to meet him more. But, uh, yeah, that was our, that was our episode today. Um, anything else you want to add? Uh, no, not really. Uh, just, uh, you know, help us out, share it, tell your friends, tell your family, tell your old lady anything help us out get those views up uh you know obviously we're doing this for fun and it'll be nice to um you know to get sponsors on the show and and shout those guys out so um but yeah yeah obviously yeah i mean right right oh (laughs) and this is why they won't sponsor us because we keep having technical difficulties and i should take a picture of this but again Thanks everybody for uh, listening and, and from the bottom of our hearts, you know, again, you know, we'll, we'll catch you guys next week. Peace. Did you lose me? Oh, I almost fucking hung up. I lost you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's, let's close out the show before you, before you lose me again. Uh, thank you to Fresca. Uh, always being there for every single uh, episode that we've had. Uh, I've been drinking that. Thank you to the uh, city of Richfield for your uh, fabulous water. And um, yeah, thank you guys for joining in. Thank you for listening. Hope you've enjoyed the episode. Uh, Share it, subscribe, like it. Absolutely Hulk smash whatever buttons you need to uh, listen and share. I'm Taylor Bean. We appreciate you. Um, Jeffrey Cable, you want to sign out? 
Bye. Bye. We'll do better next time. This is how legends are made.